Now, let us continue with the message today. We looked at several things last week of unity, which was the second one. Honor, praying for yourself, and the last one is what? See to sow. I hope you've been meditating on that. Today, I want us to move into something else, uh, just in line with that, and we've entitled the message, Cultivating Your Hearing Ability. Cultivating Your Hearing Ability. I want you really to pay attention. Cultivating Your Hearing Ability. The most important discipline as a believer, after being born again, is to cultivate your hearing ability. How important that is, that you are able to hear the voice of your father. In fact, I will say this, it is your redemptive privilege to hear God's voice is your redemptive privilege, hearing his voice and obeying it in everything. This is your redemptive privilege. As as a child of of God, you you have privileges. When the world doesn't know what to do, they have no idea of of what to do in situations, you have the privilege of hearing the the, the voice of your father. Remember when you received Jesus Christ in John 1.12, says, as many as received him gave you what? Power. Or the right to become children of God. So you have the right to hear the voice of God. In every situation, really. You know what, what actually marks yours and your life is our ability to respond to the instructions of heaven. Or else, we'll be like any other person on this earth. If they say they are hopeless, we, if we don't hear from heaven and we don't know what the will of God is, we go as well, go and say, I'm hopeless too. In other words, we agree. But when, when we start hearing God's voice, we know what he's telling us. It's our divine privilege when we hear his voice and obey it. Let's go to Matthew 13, again, that parable of the sower. I'm going to read it out from the Amplified Bible. Listen to this. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Say, I have ears to hear. I hear and heed your words. Now that's your, the, the words of Jesus. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Jesus replied to them, To you it has been, give, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. In other words, to you it's a privilege. It's a privilege that you have been given. It has been granted to hear, the vo- to understand or to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. If it's a privilege, take advantage of it. You see, it says, to the crowds is in parables, to the world system is in parables, but to you, a child of God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, it has been granted. It's a privilege to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, 
but to them it has not been granted. Let me, let me read the next scripture here. It says, for whoever, whoever has spiritual wisdom, because he is receptive to God's word, to him more will be given. So spiritual wisdom, according to this scripture, is determined by what? My being receptive to God's word. In other words, my ability to receive God's word. That's what determines spiritual wisdom. I reject the word. I have rejected God's wisdom. Okay, like what you've just been hearing here. Uh, what Brother Francis was saying. Moses was raised up, you know, in the, in the ways of the Egyptians. Actually, he left that house and he went to the wilderness after killing an Egyptian. But until he heard from God, he was just a Jew like the others. A transformation came. A change came in his life when he heard the voice of God. You see, the supernatural operates that way. A, a change came in when he had the voice of God. Took quite some time for God to work with him. When he said, um, he gave one excuse after another, I'm a stammerer, I don't know, and he, oh, no, 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 no. You see, it doesn't matter where you are right now. As long as you can hear God's voice, you are changed to another person. In that situation. Now, now look at this then. So he says, for whoever has spiritual wisdom because he's receptive to God's word. In other words, spiritual wisdom, according to the scripture, is, is, being is you and I being receptive to God's word. To him more will be given. And he will be richly and abundantly supplied. Wow. Hearing determines the wisdom you have receiving God's word, and that means then you'll be richly and abundantly supplied. So in a crisis, what do you need? God's voice. In a situation you are right now, what do you need? God's voice. As long as you can hear it, then you are abundantly and richly supplied. But whoever does not have spiritual wisdom, because he has done what? Read that word. Devalued. God's word. Even what he has will be taken away from him. I can, I can say that word devalue, dishonor, despise, lightly esteem. The word of God is just like a normal book. Then even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. But the one who receives it, the one who lays hold of, on, of, of it, that will be given even much more into, in, and, and you will be richly and abundantly supplied. So, it's a divine privilege to hear and see. Say, I take my divine privilege to hear and see the things of the Spirit. In Matthew 13, verse 16, Matthew 13, 16, it says, but blessed Spiritual aware and favored by God. Now, when you think about favored by God, it's still the same thing over a privilege. I am favored by God. I am blessed. I am favored 
by God, he says, spiritual aware and favored by God are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. You have eyes to see, you have ears to hear. Say, I have e eyes to see and I have ears to hear. That's you. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about someone who didn't come to church, I'm talking about you. You have eyes to see, you have ears to hear. I have eyes to see, I have ears to hear. I have eyes to see, I have ears to hear. I'm a spiritual aware and I'm favored by God. Amen. You know, when you talk that way, people sometimes just get uh, angry at you. Let me give you an example. If you say you are broke, people will agree with you. Okay, you are, yeah? But what about if you start saying, I'm rich, I'm abundantly supplied, God has been good to me and he's good to me and he's delivered me even from this situation. What do people think? Who do you think you are? In other words, people are used to being broke, sick, poor. If you say, you know what? For the rest of the year and for the rest of my life, I will never be sick. What? Why do you say that? I say that because Jesus has paid the price. No, you just don't know. No, I know because I've read the word of God. Why should I be expecting to be sick? I'll never be broke for the rest of my life. What? Oh, he's, he's so boastful. He thinks he's something. Yes, I'm someone because I'm born of God. Is that amazing? But what about if you say, I'm sick, you know, I've been sick for the last three years and I'm still sick. I say, oh yeah, we are so sorry. But if we say, I've never been sick for the last 10 years and I'll not be sick for the rest of us, I say, well, don't pray around. You don't know. Now you know if you read the word of God. Amen? So blessed, spiritually aware, and favored by God, are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Amen. Say amen. amen. Now go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. Hebrews 5, 11 to 14, from the Amplified Bible says this, Concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain. Since you have become dull and sluggish, in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. So that means one can become dull, can become sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning, and you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a spiritual infant. You don't want God to describe you that way. 
to be doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a spiritual infant. So all that is talking about infancy, but let's look at what brings in maturity. But solid food is for the spiritually mature. How do people become spiritually mature? Whose senses are trained by practice. Whose senses, senses are trained by practice. Again, I say this, church, I don't care how much we hear. If we don't become doers of the word, we are not growing. You see, the, the spiritual senses are trained by practice. You know, you, you, you can say, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God this, this year I'm from, from May. I'm building up my muscles. I'm building up my muscles. I'm building up my muscles. But you're doing nothing about building up your muscles. What is going to happen? And you know, just eating food doesn't Ill, Ill build up muscles. So you say, I'm building up my muscles. I'm building up my muscles. But if you never do anything concerning building up your muscles, they will never grow. What does it take? It takes work. Pastor Wade used to say this for, for those who passed away. He says, this is the word that many people don't like, work. Christianity is work. How do you do that? You work your, your salvation with fear and trembling. For you to grow is work. Just waking up in the morning, you can't grow to be a Christian. It's what you do with the word of God. You exercise your senses. You train your senses by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Training is by practice. Amen? Training is by, by practice. The more you practice, the more you realize it is easy. That's exactly what it is with the, with the walk of faith. You practice. You keep on practicing. You realize it is easy. Have you noticed that? An example, ladies, have you noticed if you, you bought a certain kind of dress, you suddenly start noticing those kind of dresses? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, you, you bought something and you start realizing those kind of dresses. Before then, you, you couldn't even... Uh, you are not aware of that. But when you buy something, an example, you may buy a white car, and before that, or probably your friend bought a white car. And then you liked it so much. Then after some, then probably gave it to you, and, and you drove it a little bit, and you realize you start liking white cars. In fact, everywhere you go, you start seeing, noticing white cars. You may see so many red cars, but you see one white car, and you realize it catches your attention. Why is that so? Because now you are inclined towards that way. Let me give you my bicycle story. <laughs> I think about two, two and a half years ago, it started coming up a desire just to get a bicycle. But just, just to get it. I just started experiencing that. They say, oh, did you become a teenager? Oh, shut up. That was my desire. Then it came up a little bit, and then at some point, that desire wasn't so strong inside of me. Then last year, in October, it came strong in my heart. And I told you, I'm getting a bicycle. I'm getting a bicycle. And then, 
on the 9th of October, in the evening, I went to Google to find out what is a good bicycle. And that overnight, I became a bicycle expert through Google. I realized there is steel, which are heavy and cheap. And then I realized there was also aluminum. And then I realized there was the top of the range is carbon that can go even to over a million shillings. But look at this. So I started and I realized I can get a bicycle of aluminum. So I went to the shop where I knew the shop was at. And you know what? Long story short, I got the bicycle. No, 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 no. On that 10th morning, October last year, you remember that holiday? I woke up in the morning, I was studying the word of God, and I asked the Lord, Lord, do you have any problem if I got a bicycle? There was peace inside of me. I didn't hear a voice, but there was peace. And uh, if I found there was any kind of agitation, I couldn't have done that. So Pastor Carl in the morning, uh, I said, Tina had gone to work, and I told her, you know what, I'm going now to the shop, I want to get a bicycle. Oh, you are? Yeah. So I went, and now I'd become a bicycle expert overnight. I went there, I went with knowledge, and I got a bicycle. Uh, in fact, I came back to the house, and my budget was not exactly as the one I liked. So I came back, and Pastor Carl asked me, did you get a bicycle? I say, not yet. I saw the, the price, and I'm going back. I'll get it. I believe I have it. She said, how much was that? Let me add you some money to it. And she brought some money, and I thanked God. <laughs> and then, I, I think, yes, she said, let me sow towards that. Then she brought some money. Then I called Tina, and I said, honey, by the way, I've gone over there, and I've seen, I've looked at the bicycles, and and I've liked this one. How much is this? Is the amount. So how much do you have? I have already this amount. And let me ask you something, by the way. If you, if you don't invest into something, you don't own it. In other words, I am inviting you to invest. <laughs> so she said, you go ahead and buy. I'll get you the balance. I'll give you the balance. Anyway. So two ladies added into my bicycle, and I got a new one. And I won't tell you the price, because sometimes you may think like, is, but this is the story of it all. I went back and got that bicycle. And I got the helmet. And I started, look at these people. I started noticing bicycles. <laughs> all I'm saying, now we drive down and I notice bicycles. I, do, I notice cyclists. I'm able to tell of a good bicycle, and I'm able to tell, wow, that helmet is good. I, I'm able to tell that, that outfit is good cycling. Those shoes are good cycling shoes. Now I started noticing those things. Before then, I think the one that I knew growing up was Black Mamba. You remember that? <laughs> I just want to let me put a disclaimer here. I didn't buy a black mamba, I bought a sports pro gear bicycle. And it's so nice. And I start, I've started noticing, I started looking, uh, going to YouTube 
to understand about the functioning of a bicycle, how to build up your muscles, what are the benefits of, of, of cycling, and all and on and on. And I'm enjoying it. In fact, she says she's never seen me being excited to exercise in a something than I am right now, and um, I, I enjoy cycling. But look at this. I became inclined towards that. Well, to you right now, probably even if you see a cyclist, you have no idea if it's a cheap bicycle or if it's a good bicycle. Or for you, it doesn't matter. Because probably you've never had any interest towards what? Cycling. Look at this. A desire, actually, you cultivate it. And the more you pay attention to it, the better you become by identifying and acknowledging that desire. If he tells me today, I'm telling you the truth. Even right now, after the service, say, I want you to give that bicycle to so-and-so. I'll give it. Because I'm not attached to it. I'm a free man. I can give it. Don't, don't pray those prayers. Say, I wish I can get that bicycle. No, he hasn't told me. Don't, don't, don't make those prayers. But, but if he tells me that, I have no problem. I'll give it. I have no attachment towards, towards anything. Do I enjoy it? I enjoy it. But listen, it became a desire. I'm able to appreciate cyclists. And as a motorist, I'm able to be kind to cyclists. I'm sowing good seed. Every bad seed I ever sowed before, I rooted it out towards cyclists. So I'm sowing good seeds towards cyclists. When I see cyclists, when I see them struggling on the road, I can be able to tell and help them and pass them instead of, instead of thinking they are nuisance. By the way, let me tell you something on behalf of every cyclist. <laughs> none of us is a nuisance. All right? Some of us are going to work using bicycles. Some of us are exercising. Our hearts have become better because we breathe hard and our muscles are becoming even bigger. <laughs> so we are okay. Don't, don't be with any kind of problem about cyclists. So help us to keep this city free from fumes of vehicles. Just like that, when you start listening to the word of God, that desire to listen to it becomes bigger and bigger. You start hearing. While others cannot hear in a situation, you are able to hear because you've inclined your heart towards the word of God. Your hearing is sharpened. Your heart leans towards you want to hear God in everything. Let me make, make some statements. This. So is to the word of God. You cultivate your desire to hear more. I'm cultivating desires. You know, you cultivate your desire to hear more. The more you hear, the more you want to hear from the Lord in everything. The more you hear, the more you want to hear from him in everything. It becomes adventures of faith. You want to hear more. You want accuracy in your hearing. You test the spirits. You test if this is the right way you are going. You are inclined towards hearing. And I say, you grow in your hearing. You sensitize your ears to spiritual truth. 
You disregard anything that distracts you from his voice. How look at that. You're cultivating a desire. You, you, you want to hear more. You, you disregard anything that disrupts you from, from hearing his voice. It may even cost you some relationships. You guard your heart against some speech. Some manner of talk. You guard your heart against you, you guard your heart against some people. Because they may lead you to an idol talk. And your, the most important thing in your life is to hear him. Because your life is hinged on your hearing his voice. So you, you start realizing there's some people I can hang around with for a long time. Because I, they don't talk faith. They don't act faith. They don't, let me use the word that we read uh, earlier on, they don't, they, they, they devalue God's word. So because they devalue God's word, I can, I can hang around with them. He walks, Proverbs thirteen twenty. he says, he walks to the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So there's some people you realize, I, I will not be walking around with these people because they devalue God's word. I am working on something. I am progressing towards something. I am growing in my hearing. I want to hear the voice of my God. Now, as a cyclist, you stay away from people who talk bad about cyclists. And who devalue cycling. <laughs> but you disregard anything that distracts you from his voice. It may cost you some relationships. You guard your heart against some people. Some speech may lead, that people may, who may lead you to idle talk. Your heart, your heart is the production center. So you guard it with all diligence. It's my production center. It's my production center for the things of the kingdom. So then what I do, you got it. You know that which affects your hearing is affecting your destiny. So you will not involve yourself into, in it. Why in all this you want to hear and obey your master's voice? That's all it matters, church. And the word, this is what will happen. This is what will happen. The word of God will excite you. When the word of God doesn't excite you, you should know you are not hearing. What did he preach? Went back into the hearing thing. But I thought he's preached that before. Yeah, but that's what he went to. You see, that's a person who's not excited by the, with the word of God. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you some areas that excites me every time I hear someone speak about the word of God, definitely. But when you start, anyone starts going, I'm hearing a preacher, whoever it is, start going to, to Matthew 6, and he says, uh, says uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'll pay attention because I want to hear something new that I haven't had. 
When I start hearing someone talk about the voice of God, I just want to hear because I know there's something new coming that I haven't heard. When I start hearing someone who has revelation concerning God's love, I want to hear that. I want to say, what, what does he have to say regarding this? You get excited. That which excites you, that, that which you pay attention to, that, so, that which you incline towards is the one that will excite you. If your heart is inclined to the word of God, the word of God excites you. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Listen to it from the Amplified Classic, classic Version. It says this, So faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that comes from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. So the living word of God, Faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes from the preaching of the message that comes from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. I like looking at it in this manner. The New King James Version says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look at this this way. Look at it this way and it will help you. Faith comes by hearing, comma, and hearing, this is how hearing comes, by the word of God. Do you want to hear the voice of God? It comes by, no, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So hearing comes from the word of God. An example right now, what is happening is uh, faith is coming. Faith in what? Faith in hearing. How is, that, how is it coming? By the word of God. Why is that so? Because the word of God has the ability, has the ability to uh, amplify your hearing. The word amplifies your hearing. And the more you listen to the word of God, the more you're able to hear. You, you see, generally, generally, all people say about Manchester United and all that, that doesn't excite me. I have no idea about those leagues right now. No idea whatsoever. So if you tell me, I just don't know. And if you tell me, but there's a game tonight, I don't know. In the afternoon, I'm going to, to shower, sleep, uh, eat and sleep. Oh, but there's a game at three o'clock. You won't find me awake, most likely. So you see, that, that is nothing. Why is that so? I haven't cultivated. Is it bad? No, it isn't bad, but I haven't cultivated was that way. You see what I'm saying? So, so then, it's what you value. There are people that know the comed comedians all throughout this city. When they hear a comedian, they know him. Why is that so? That's the way they are. They have, is it bad? It's not bad, but if it's leading you, it's becoming an idol, you, it is helping you to devalue God's word, then that has become an idol, and then you need to do what? To separate yourself from it. Anything that takes away from the presence of God becomes an idol.
You separate yourself for the Lord. That's what happens, church. You separate yourself for the Lord. That's what hearing does, actually. You separate yourself for the Lord. Uh, let me say this. You just don't show up in church. You want his purposes revealed to you. There are levels and levels of hearing. Thank God for the hearing you have now, the hearing I have now, but there's more. There are levels and levels of hearing. You see what, what actually happens? Jesus has become your everything. And, and you may have such prayers, oh Lord, that I may know you that, that you, you, you want Lord to know the Lord, this has become your kind of life, and you want him in everything. How will it be if you can hear him when you are down at the shopping mall, when you can hear him concerning any situation you are in right now, when you can hear him so clear? How will it be? Your life will your life be different? Yes, it will. Amen? I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I can... Tell, say this for myself, gave my life to Christ on Monday, but on that Friday night, I remember that 21st of June 1996, I heard the voice of God. That changed me. Probably the, the, the thing about from that Monday, I'd seen the power of God, but I hadn't experienced his voice. I saw his power casting out devils out of me. Big one of the big one, there's no big devil, but the big one that had tormented me was this suicidal spirit. So I see, I saw the power of God. I knew those the reality of devils. I knew that before. I knew the reality of devils, but you couldn't have convinced me that I had a devil. In fact, if you ever told me I had a devil, the devils inside of me could have cast you. <laughs> or oh, literally. But you couldn't have convinced me that. I got to realize on that 17th June that I wasn't running my life. Someone was running my life. I wasn't in control. Someone else had been controlling my life. Now that was Monday, Tuesday. I said I was crying to God Wednesday, Thursday. But Friday night, I had God speak to me. When I heard his voice, that changed everything. I knew my desires had changed. I knew my shift, the shift had come in my life. I knew I needed something new now in life. And that night on that 21st, Friday 21st, 1996, in June 1996, I knew my life had changed. And that not, the, the thing that really changed my, 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 my whole world was this. I didn't know God speaks to people. Maybe you were raised up in church and they told you God speaks to people. I thought he did years ago with Abraham, but I didn't know that he speaks to people until today. That changed my life to know God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, speaks to men today. And like you are telling you, it's your divine privilege to hear his voice. If you can hear him, you're out of that situation. If you can hear his instruction, you're out of that situation. And, and how is he here? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. Go to Joshua 3, 5, from the Amplified Bible, classic. It says, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, 
what is to sanctify, that is separate yourself for a special holy purpose, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Let me tell you what hearing will do to you. It will set you apart. It will separate you. And that which people cannot see, you'll be able to see. Let me, let me give you an example regarding this. Here is the children of Israel. They have come to a place that they need to go to the promised land. They are about to cross River Jordan. And God gives instruction to, to, to Joshua and say, tell the people to sanctify themselves. They're being in the wilderness for about 40 years. So tell the people to sanctify themselves for tomorrow. I will do wonders among you. Whoa. Can, can you see something over there? Can't you think about this? If I'm not separating myself, then I'm, I am disqualifying myself from seeing wonders, signs and wonders. Because that day, the instruction on the night, sanctify yourself before. This is a part of preparation to see God walking among them. And then that day is when the priest stepped on the river Jordan, it dried. It gave way for them. And they walked on a dry riverbank. They, they went across. I mean, they, they went across to the other side. That was a sign and a one. Let me show you something over here if you want to receive more. In any meeting before you go, take time to get into the word of God. Do it like even on a Saturday night. Just take some time to get into the word of God. Take time to pray. Take time to pray for the pastors. Take time to pray for the meeting. Take time just to get into the word of God. And you can, I'll show you some scriptures today. You can go to the word of God and start activating your faith. You are activating your hearing. You are inclining your ear your ears so that you can hear what the spirit of the Lord is speaking. And, and take time just to pray. And then when you come to the service, this is what will happen, which I've heard it being said uh, after the service. Someone say, Pastor, today you are really anointed. I say, really? You know, you don't say that, you know. I'm a polite pastor. But I, I, I'm looking at you, I'm thinking, okay. The truth is this. Today you came prepared. Because as we made a commitment to God, we anointed to come and preach the word to you. And we endeavor to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so that you can speak to you. The thing is this. You, you thought you came now early. You realize you came so early to church. You thought done, praised him on choir. You could even, even hear the drums behind there. And you say, my goodness, those are like sounds of heaven. Have they been there? Yes. But what is happening? You are prepared. Come on now. Your preparation positions you to hear clearly the voice of God. Thank you, Brother Collins. Your preparation positions you to hear the voice of God. Because your heart is inclined towards that way. Your heart is tender towards that way. 
when finally the Lord started speaking to me about getting married to Tina, I started noticing her. I did. She was serving as a counselor. And I started noticing her. Started noticing her dresses, how she will change them. I didn't have much to change. <laughs> you know, when, when she asked me that, she asked me, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? Say, so now you got into a trouble. Because if you have two dresses, you either wear this one or the other one. The more you accumulate them, the more you, are, you have choices to make. So I started noticing her. I started noticing. I can tell you even some of the clothes that she wore then. I liked them. But the thing is, she didn't notice me. Now that was another thing. I'm noticing her. She's not noticing me. I will see all the counselors serving Holy Communion, but my eyes are towards one special. It's, a, it's being inclined. That's exactly. My heart is being inclined towards her. And the more he says, the more the desire it became. I remember one night then we started talking and all that. And I'll never forget September. I think it was September 2002. We came from Wednesday prayer meeting. I'd already spoken to her about my desire to get married. Why in October, 18th, October uh, 2001. It was on a Thursday. I'd already, I'd already told her that I wanted to get married to her. But then, uh, that September, we came from Wednesday prayer. And then we, uh, you know, I was with her. She did so much. Uh, she, she had so much. She had her time avoiding to be with me. But my heart was inclined because I'd had God. But I remember she rebuked me and rebuked me and rebuked me. <laughs> Don't be deceived by her looking very quiet. <laughs> she rebuked me and rebuked me, and I remember where we were at the bus stop on Tomboya Street. Rebuked me at night, rebuked me, rebuked me. And then I left. I saw her off, you know, border matatu, and then I, I left. I went to a place I lived in. And I went that night, and I told the Lord, Lord, I didn't start this thing, and I'm not going to continue with it until you intervene. And I wrote a letter. I have it until today. I wrote a letter before God. I didn't start these thoughts. It took you months to convince me to go close to her, and I am not going this direction unless you tell me. But listen to this now. I wrote it there. Her, her maiden name is Tina Mbele. In other words, they are forward, forward thinking forward moving. <laughs> so I said, but Tina Mbele, I'm forgetting that, I'll go check out on that September. Tina Mbele, remember this. You will know I'm called by God. You will know I hear God. I will get married to you and I will show you this letter in our honeymoon. And it ended. Around 7, 10 a.m. the following morning on a Thursday, I received a text, the first one to come that day was from her, and she was apologizing for the way she had talked to me the previous night. <laughs> I enjoyed it, because this is what it meant. 
This is what it meant. Everything that she had said before was nullified. We are starting a new chapter. <laughs> anyway, four months later, I think three months later, three months later actually, on the 12th, on Thursday, 12th December 2002, in the afternoon time, about three o'clock, she said, I'm ready to get married to you. And the rest is history, 15 years. Why is that so? When you hear, when you hear the word, when you hear in a certain area, your heart is inclined towards that. And sometimes, something that you keep seeing over and over again, like it's nagging you, it might be then you're supposed to change that thing. It's an issue to you, but to others it's not an issue. You are seeing you're hearing something that others are not hearing. It might be you are just set to change it. You see that? Because your heart is sensitive towards that. Am I? What about if I don't like, you know, one and Yeah, probably it may be what you are actually inclined to do is to be able to change, to change the situation. Now let me say this. This way... By sanctifying yourself, by separating, your, separating yourself for special holy purpose, this way you'll hear his voice even in the business of life. You are aware of him and his presence. You might be in a place and people are talking everywhere and, everywhere, and you're in the room and people are talking, but you can hear him. You can tell that's the voice. You're catching my attention. You want me to do something, Lord. Why is that so? Because your heart is inclined to his purposes. And how do you do that? Your heart is sold out to God. You want to hear his voice. You are getting to the word of God. The word of God is the one which is bringing your hearing. So it comes, you hear and hear his voice and you're going that direction. It might be the business of life. You may be with so many people, but you can hear him. And you realize, let me make this step and go this other direction because God is catching my attention. In John 12, 27 to 30, I want you to see something here. In John 12, 27, 30, now Jesus says this, my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Who think he's speaking? Who think he's speaking? Come on, who think he's speaking? God the Father is speaking. He's responding. Remember, he had spoken to the Father. He says, Father, save me from this hour. For the, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. That the people who stood by and heard it say that it had thundered. What? God spoke. They thought it had thundered. Now that's amazing. The people who stood by, he is a voice. The Father has spoken, but those who stood and by and heard it say that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Whose voice was that? Come on now. 
God the Father's voice, Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. But the amazing thing, thing is this. The voice came for their sake, and they couldn't even hear it. Some thought like it had thundered. I don't want to be in such a position. Who was the, the voice was meant for the people? Is that so? And yet, it has, I, hope, I hope today, um, you're, you're, from where I started, you've not been hearing thunder. Oh, yeah, I hope all through. I said, what, what was that? It was powerful. What is it? He thundered all through. <laughs> I hope someone is hearing, not thinking it's, a thunder, it's thunder. I hope someone is hearing the voice of God through my voice. I don't thunder. I have the Holy Ghost and I'm speaking the word of God to you. It's not thundering. It's, that's a, that amazes me. The voice came for, his, for their sake, yet they could not hear it. Some thought it was even thunder. We want, we so desire the coming up meetings, in the lead plus, and really actually these are principles you can apply for, for the rest of your life. Come with an intention to hear. I want you to give me a, tes uh, a, a testimony. If you do this, you'll be amazed. Be praying in the week for these meetings. And then, come Friday, Thursday night, take some time to pray for yourself. Get into the word of God. Just, just meditate on the word of God. Just go back to the scriptures and, and tell the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you into all truth. Then on that day, even if you go to work on Friday, just be sensitive towards the Holy Spirit of the instruction that he'll give to you. And when you come that Friday evening, just come over here with an intention to hear. And then on that Friday evening, go take time to pray for the meeting on Saturday and just believe God to hear. Then when you come that Saturday morning, sit down and you'll be surprised of how much you're going to hear. The same with Sunday. And because of that, this is what will happen. You will desire to hear God more. That's a change right over there. You come on Sunday and you realize, I'm hearing more than I used to. And during the week, you're walking down the streets, wherever you are in the office, you realize, I'm hearing more. And when you hear the scriptures, you want to hear what the Lord is speaking to you. That's what he wants to do in your life. To increase your hearing ability. Say this. So I take my hearing... Blessed, spiritual aware, and favored by God are my eyes because they see, and my ears because they hear. My heart is a good soil. I hear the word with a good and noble heart, and I hold on it, I hold to it tightly, and I bear fruit with patience. And fruit that will remain. You know what many men of you are doing? I'm saying, I hear the word of God. I hear the word of God. And fruit that will remain. And fruit that will remain. Come on. 
We'll say it again. Will you do it with faith now? You know the words, okay? You know I'm not leading you astray. We are reading the scriptures. Is that so? So confess it now with enthusiasm. If someone is sitting next to you and if I say, I hear the voice of God and go, they hear voice of God. Do this. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Let's go into this. I take my hearing. I take my hearing. Blessed. Blessed. Spiritual aware. And favored by God. Are my eyes because they see. And my ears because they hear. My heart is the good soil. I hear the word. With a good and noble heart. And hold on it tightly. And I bear fruit with patience. And my fruit shall remain. You did it like a believer. Hallelujah. Yeah, you did it. Don't you see that there's a difference? Are you there? Yes, I am. I love you. I love you too. Oh, I so love you. Oh, sweetie. Yes, I do also. Where can we go today? I just want to bless you with something so good. Where do you want us to go? You don't want that, do you? You want life coming out of you. What did you do right now? Just like you received salvation by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, same here with your hearing. You believe it, you receive it, act on it, think of it, be aware of it, and walk towards it. Sounds like a tongue twister. Just like you receive salvation by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, same here with your hearing. You believe you receive it, you act on it, you think of it, you be aware of it, and you walk towards it. Go to the scriptures that speak about this redemptive privilege of hearing God. It's amazing when Jesus is speaking, the resurrected Lord is speaking to John uh, is speaking to John in the book of Revelation. He kept saying this, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. In other words, all people have ears to hear, but they don't hear. Not all people hear. Just because we have these petals by the side of our heads does not mean that we're hearing. All those who have got an ear to hear, let them here. Let's see if we can go to the scriptures quickly in Matthew 13. You see, you can go to it, Matthew 13, in the Amplified 13, 13 to 15. Let's see if we can look at it. 13 to 15. I think we have some little time over here. Are you hearing? Yes. Are you receiving? Yes. Your heart is a good soil. You receive the word of God. Amen. That, that's growth. I can authoritatively tell you this. Your next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, the rest of your life is determined by whose voice you'll hear. If you can hear the voice of God, you'll make it. No matter what. That's it. If you can hear it and you can obey it, it doesn't matter. 
how your life is going to turn out is determined by the voice of God that you can hear and obey. That's it. The wealth you so dream about, Miss Eva. Sorry now. <laughs> but the wealth of the kingdom of God is determined by our ability to hear him. One instruction from him brought in quails in the wilderness beyond measure. That's an amazing thing. I saw a certain mama send me a certain, uh, forwarded to me a certain uh, uh, clip of fish. That is which country was that? Nepal? Huh? India. In India. Is that so? In India. Looks like fish is falling from heaven. You've ever seen that? Actually, the monsoon winds, yeah? Uh, they, they beat the ocean. And then what happens, because they're so strong, they raise, they, they lift up uh, fish from the sea and all creatures and frogs. And they take them as far as how many kilometers? They take them anyway, far. And what happens, if you're standing, you start seeing fish falling from heaven. But actually, they've been blown off. Go check out on Google. And you can see some videos regarding that. They're actually falling from above. You know, I told you know, this, the same thing God can do with money. I ever, I ever heard Brother Jerry's testimony of money being blown away. And Brother Kenneth Copeland actually, he saw a note flying by when he was so broke with nothing and got some food for the children. Huh? I don't think these corrupt deals they've been having, their money being blown off. And then you wake up in the morning, then the compound. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I mean, it's there right there in the compound. And the thing about this, being God, no one has claim over it. And especially it having been stolen. Who's going to report my money get, got lost? Which money? And yet you stole it. So it's blown over to the compound. You wake up in the morning and all what you can see was a billion in your compound. And then you hear the voice of God, this is yours. Huh? You can't imagine that. That's like what Brother Francis was saying. That I mean, they couldn't imagine Remember uh, Moses' CV? Huh? He had seen several things, but he couldn't imagine how for one full month that they are going to have meat in the wilderness. How can it be? Where will it be blown from and, and, and come over here to my compound? How will it be? And all that. That is immaterial. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'll be waiting in the house now. You've gone to a ditch. <laughs> Whatever you do, you're believing God, and he provides. I, I really dream. I like, and I'm kind of sitting down. I just dream the possibilities of God's word that he can do. He's never changed, church. Come on. What is your need today? He's never changed. Let's go to the scriptures here quickly. In um, Matthew that 13, 13 to 15. Listen to this. This is the reason I speak to the crowds in parables because while having the power of seeing, 
they do not see. Is the power available? Is the power available? But they don't see. The power is available. God's ability, like God's hand, has not been shortened. The power is available, yet they do not see. Seeing, they do not see. And while having the power of hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand and grasp spiritual things. Is the power to hear available? Is the power to see available? Is the power to understand spiritual things available? Yes, it is. In them, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, you will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. Say, not me. And you will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. Come on. Not me. For this nation's heart has grown hard. What, what? Not you. Yeah, good. Thank you. You're responding now. Not you. But, but, but look at this then. Why have they grown, the, the heart grown hard? Remember, they devalued God's word. They don't honor God's word. So then, they are, this nation's heart have grown hard, and with their ears, they hardly hear. Thank God. They hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. And the Lord says this, and turn to me, and I would heal them spiritually. I don't want to be in, in any kind of a place like that. You can hear. You can perceive. Well, what happened? It thundered. You, you understand that? You, you know, instead of hearing, you say it thundered. Is that next one? Okay. But, come on, this is you now. Come on, this is you now. Can you say it? But blessed, spiritual aware, and favored by God are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I want you to stand on your feet. We're about to receive Holy Communion and I want us to make some confessions with faith. As you prepare for the lead, lead, lead plus, I want us to, to make some confessions of faith. You are ready? I want you the vigor with energy. Your team has already won. Your team is in the, who has already won. Pay the price for you to be free completely. Now look at this step. Can you go into those scriptures? All right. Can you see over there? All right, let's go. You can see first time here? All right. Let's go then into that. Are you seeing this choir? You're all okay? You can stand over there. That's okay. I mean, you can move your free people. That's fine. But let's, let's go ahead and, and we believe God to receive. All right? Let's say, I am the sheep. I hear the voice of my shepherd. Jesus, my Lord and Savior. My shepherd is leading me every day. I will by no means follow a stranger, the devil. For I do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus, you came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. I take all that you pay the price for me to have. I therefore hear and obey you. I hear your voice and you know me and I follow you. 
and you have given me eternal life. And I shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch me out of your hand. I am yours forever. I am joined to you, Lord. I am one spirit with you. I know that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in me, whom you have from you, God, and I am not my own. You bought me at a price. Therefore, I glorify you, God, in my body and in my spirit, which are yours. I know this, that I am not redeemed or bought with corruptible things like silver or gold from my aimless conduct received by tradition from my fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, I take and I have my hearing now, today and forever, I hear and obey Jesus my Lord. Hallelujah! I take that. I take that. Hallelujah! That's what you take. Do you know what you did right now? You received your ability to hear. And don't confess. And you know, you hear people like, you know what? He spoke, but I didn't understand. Don't do that. I understand by faith. I receive by faith. The word has been spoken. I receive it by faith. I take by faith. My hearing is increasing. I'm increasing in the Lord. I'm stronger than I have been. Glory be to God. I go to the Bible and I hear the voice of the shepherd and the voice of strangers. I shall by no means follow. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. My feet are strong. My, 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 my heart is strong. My physical body is strong. My soul, my mind, my will, my emotions are strong. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in Muranga. I'm blessed in this city. I'm blessed in Bondo. That's exactly what you do. You should hear what I confess. I go to that homestead. I call those things that be not just there. I keep saying them. I keep saying them. And the more I keep saying them, the stronger they become. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be a young lady and you go to the mirror and say, what eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The things, I am the thing, I have been found by the man who's from God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Ooh, I mean, you, you go right over there. Do you know what will happen? You'll never be oppressed. And a brother like Adam. You remember Adam was asleep when Eve came out. A brother finally, all of a sudden, he can notice you. He wasn't before. And then the brother says, my eyes have been opened. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? There's a, there's a woman here who's been activating her faith. When they say, you know, nowadays there are few men. I say, not my case. I'm not going to get married to men. I'm going to get married to the... If there are few, even if there are three remaining in the world, one of them. 
<laughs> God has strategically set me one of them. One of them is Adam. And he's waking up from his sleep. And he will not eat any fruit that is forbidden by God. Because he's a man of God. Hallelujah. Just give him praise and just bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this divine privilege of hearing your voice. Even as we come to this lead plus and, and beyond, we've made confessions based on your word. We've made your word our, our ability to hear, which it is. And thank you, Father, for each and every single person. I bind every blindness. I bind every deafening spirit of the kingdom of darkness. I bind every deceiving spirit that even distorts the voice of God. I bind you in the name of Jesus and I cast you out. Father, for because of your mercy and because of your grace, every idol that has stood before you and your people, I repent of it and we repent of it and we let go of every idol. Oh, don't you know it that if your cares are the, the ones that are standing before you and God and all what you are thinking is, what am I going to do concerning my life? What am I going to do concerning this? What am I going to do concerning this? Don't you know that is sin against God? Because one thing you've been called to do is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So Father, I ask you for the cleansing of our lives from every kind of idleness, idolatry. And cleanse us, Father. We sanctify you in our hearts today. And we incline towards your word, we incline towards the voice of the Spirit Forgive us, Father, for many times that even we've grieved your spirit. That we've not heard as we ought to hear. We've not obeyed as we ought to obey. Father, we draw upon the mercy and the grace of God and the cleansing of our lives. And Father, thank you. Supernaturally, thank you for granting ears to hear. Thank you for granting eyes to see. Thank you for granting hearts that understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And I agree with the word of God and bless your people's ability to see and your people's ability to hear and your people's ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I speak your blessing over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So you see, when you have your eyes on that thing that you feel like, oh, I need God 
to intervene this situation and you keep having your eyes right there and you keep thinking about that situation you are dispositioning yourself from hearing his voice but when you start going to the word of god and finding out what god says concerning the situation that you are in faith is coming your hearing is coming his instruction is coming and because of the word and because of the ability of the word and because of the power that is in the word you'll have the right words to speak upon that situation and the lord says this you shall speak to the mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and it shall be so you shall have what you say because you have your priorities right in god and god alone So set your eyes on the word of God. Set your eyes and and your ears on God's word and it will be one glory to another. One glory to another. You realize that which had troubled you for a long time will no longer trouble you. Situation will arise up, but you are not troubled. Situations even hard situations may arise up, but you are not troubled because your heart is fixed on one place. and that is in God and that's where your treasure is there your heart is also and that's where the, your influence comes from in making decisions of life i say that and proclaim that over you as an instruction from the lord amen hallelujah